This is Linda May. Today I'll be talking about how to stimulate your brain to become more creative. Now we don't really know what creativity comes from, but we do know that it originates somewhere in your brain. Now, if you want to then be more creative, you have to stimulate your brain, and preferably in different ways than you normally do stimulate it. Now, there are a few things you can do that take care of your brain better, and there are several things you can do to uh, stimulate your brain in a way that you normally wouldn't stimulate it. So I have seven general tips to things that can help you stimulate your brain to become more creative. The first one has to do with taking better care of your brain. And it's very, very simple. It's as simple as drinking a glass of water as soon as you wake up. Now that might sound a bit silly, but think about it. When you've been resting all night for hours and hours on end, your brain becomes dehydrated. Now you want to keep your brain hydrated. And it's very, very important that you start off with something that hydrates your brain And it's better to start off with something that's pure and not go directly to your morning coffee or your morning cup of tea. So start off with a cup of or a glass of water in the morning. And if you normally tend to drink a lot of coffee or a lot of tea during the day or soda, which uh, is not very good for your body, but okay, I'm not going to go there. But substitute some of those drinks that you normally would have during the day for a glass of water. Now that'll take care of your brain. And it will then help your brain be able to become more creative. Now, the next six tips have to do with how to directly stimulate your brain so that your brain starts using larger parts. Now, think of it as there being highways or paths in your brain. What you normally do is drive down that same path or drive down that walk that path, sorry, or drive down that same highway. This is what happens when you don't stimulate your brain to then take new highways or new paths. Now these are neurons that are that are going through your brain. They're sending flashes through your brain. And they do this consistently in the same way unless you help them take different paths. And by doing that, you stimulate other parts of your brain. You're actually using more of your brain or your brain in a different way. And that again then helps by being creative. So the first thing or the second thing that is my tip, uh, the first thing on this part is to break habits that are automated. Now we have a lot of automated functions in our body. We breathe without thinking, our hearts beat without thinking. These are some things, functions that the body does naturally. You don't have to think for it to do it, it just does it. And you don't notice it unless it's something that stops functioning. Then you will notice if you can't breathe or if your heart beats in a different way or stops. But there are a lot of things you do during the day that you do not think about. They're automatic habits. And what you want to do is you want to break these automatic habits and introduce new ways of doing things. It is as simple as brushing your teeth with your less dominant hand. So if you're left-handed, brush your teeth with your right hand. If you're right-handed, then it goes to writing or using your left hand to brush your teeth. That cup of tea that you're drinking or that glass of water, even better, use your less dominant hand to drink because this way you'll be stimulating a different part of your brain. Now, brushing your teeth with your quote-unquote wrong hand will seem a little bit off to start off with. You might even feel that you don't reach where you're supposed to reach, but if you 
stick at it constantly, if you always look for things you could do using your less dominant hand, that will stimulate other parts of your brain. You will be using other parts of your brain. So breaking automatic habits is tip number two. Tip number three is to use odd combinations. Now by this I mean if you, like most people, reach for a pair of socks that are a pair, meaning that they are equivalent to each other, well, find two different socks that don't match and put them on your feet. Now, this disturbs me. I have to have my socks the same exact pair of socks. Even if they're almost the same, but they're slightly different, nobody would notice the different socks, that disturbs me. That annoys the heck out of me. Now, being disturbed is not an emotion I usually uh, tend to feel, probably because I avoid getting myself into situations where I get disturbed. That doesn't mean I don't have an array of other emotions during a normal day, because I do, but being disturbed is not particularly one that I notice very often. So for me, it's very good to be disturbed. There's something happening in my brain when I allow myself to do something that will disturb me. You could also do something as silly as taking two pairs of shoes and choosing <coughs> excuse me, choosing one pair of shoes from your left side and one pair from your right side. So imagine taking sneakers on your left foot and a pair of high-heeled shoes on your right foot or something equivalent to that. You might not want to go out in public if you feel it's silly, but walk around your house with these odd paired shoes. You're going to feel different sensations because you won't be using the same pair. Because when you wear a pair of shoes, your body gets used to, okay, in that pair, that's how the sensations are in my body. When you use different pairs on the different feet, what you'll do is you might end up even becoming a little bit lopsided, but you will have a different stimulation to your body. And that's good because you want to then use odd combinations to do something to your brain. Now, the next uh, tip is something that you might do or you might not do, and that's as simple as reading. Now, if you don't read, if you don't read a lot or you hardly ever read a book, well, set aside a few minutes each day to read. If you could read a half an hour to an hour a day, that would be amazing. That's really where you want to shoot for. But that might seem a little bit much to start off with. So you could actually start with 10 to 15 minutes a day. And don't go and say you have don't have the 10 to 15 minutes a day to spare, because you do if you look for them, if you really want to. You can get up 10 minutes before you normally do, you can go to bed 10 minutes later, or you can find some time during the day where there's a 10 or 15 minute interlude that you can create if you don't have it. Sit down, put a timer on, and read. Now, if you're an avid reader, that in itself is not a problem. But what you could do is you could reach for a book with a new topic that you normally wouldn't read. So say you find finances and economics to be extremely boring, well, go ahead and find a book that explains these principles in layman's terms. You'll be amazed at what getting into new topics will do for your brain. You could also opt for a genre you normally would never find yourself reading. If you never read poetry, well, read poetry. If you haven't read Shakespeare's sonnets or his plays, well, read sonnets and plays. If you normally don't uh, read thrillers, well, go ahead and read some thrillers. So look for a topic or a type of literature you normally wouldn't read and read it. 
Now, the fifth tip I have might be the most radical for you. And that is finding a consistent day of the week and go totally computer free after you're done with work or school or what it is that normally takes most of your day. And that means stay off your computer totally and stay off your phone and everything that isn't what the phone was created to do. So in other words, you can use your phone to call and maybe you can call somebody you haven't called in a long time, somebody you normally would just chat with or communicate through likes with or small comments on social media posts, or you can use it to text. But that is it. Do not go on Facebook. Do not go on Instagram or Twitter. Do not read newspapers online. If you want to read a newspaper, go to a newsstand and buy a paper copy. Stay off that computer and don't trick yourself by saying, okay, well, I can do things on my phone. Do not do it. And if you have a problem, that's something that you should be a little bit scared of, actually. It should really be some red flags. Because if you can't do that and don't know what to do in those few hours during your week, then you're very addicted to computer and and data technology. And that is not going in the right direction because there haven't been, these haven't been around for too many years. They might've been most of your life, but if you've lived a few decades, you can still remember a time that we didn't have smartphones or computers. And believe it or not, people did a lot of things back then before computers. And what can you do? Well, there you go. You can do your reading. Or as I said, you can phone somebody that you haven't spoken to with your vocal voice in a long time, or even better, meet people and go for a walk or go for coffee. If you absolutely want to see a movie, well, go to the theater and see it, but go with a friend or maybe go see a play if you don't normally do that or go to a concert or even something you might not have done for years or ever. Go to your bookshop, buy stationery. It can be pretty stationery or it can be plain stationery. Pick your choice. If you want to do colors or very nice paper quality, that's fine. Or you can just find just any old writing pad and normal envelopes. And sit down and write a letter by hand. Write to somebody you know will appreciate getting a letter. It could be your grandparents. It could be your parents. It could be somebody that you haven't been in touch with or maybe somebody you've touched base with on Facebook but haven't really had the time to devote time to that specific person. Or you've had the time, you just haven't put the effort into it. And write something. It doesn't have to be fancy schmancy. Just write down what you're thinking. Just write down that you were thinking about that person. Write a little bit about your day. Write a little bit about whatever comes to mind. And it doesn't have to be long, but put it in the mail. I'm pretty sure you would appreciate getting a letter in the mail. Maybe you've never gotten one. And if sitting down to write a letter is too much of a commitment, well, there still are postcards. There still are greeting cards. So go out and find yourself a whole bunch of postcards, write a few lines, put a good old-fashioned stamp on it, and find a mailbox. There are not too many of them that exist anymore, but go out for a walk and find them and put that card or letter in the mail and enjoy that you've actually done something you haven't done for years or ever, if. I know that's a hard one, so computer-free day or evening. Sixth tip is when you don't have your computer-free day and you're sitting down to binge on your favorite series or a movie 
uh, opt for something you normally wouldn't watch. Now, we tend to go back to the type of genre we enjoy. And if you're on Netflix, it does it for you. You know, there's a whole field saying recommended for in your name because the algorithm there will pick up similar types of series and films based on what you've already watched. Now, what you should do is then watch something you never would have dreamt about watching. So if you're from an English-speaking country and you've never watched um, cinema or films or TV series from other parts of the world, well, maybe you have a hang-up in something that you don't really understand why you have it, or you've given it a shot once and didn't like it because you had to actually read the subtitles. Well, go ahead and find something and read those subtitles. It won't harm you in any way. But what it will do, it'll stimulate your brain. Now, if you're from India, why not find something from Scandinavia to watch? If you're from Scandinavia, well, watch something from Asia. If you're from South America, well, find something from India. Just do something that you normally wouldn't do. Watch a genre you wouldn't normally watch. It could be if you don't like horror, well watch a horror movie. If you don't like comedies, watch a comedy. If you don't have kids and already are stuck in front of watching kiddie movies, go and find yourself a family movie or some kiddie episodes or something. You could also do the same when it comes to listening to music. What you can do is find some sort of music you normally wouldn't listen to. And this is something that you could do while you're out for a walk Maybe even on your computer-free day, if you should happen to have an old-fashioned record player someplace in your home. But listen to something you normally wouldn't listen to. If you don't like classical or you think you don't like classical, well, go on and set some classical music into your ears. And don't just do it for three to five minutes. Give yourself a good hearty 15 minutes to half an hour, even longer. Listen to classical music. Now, if that's your thing, you won't perhaps be very happy to listen to other types of music, such as, I don't know, heavy rock, say. Go, go someplace and find some death metal or heavy rock music. If you're not into country, well, you know the drill. Listen to country music. I'm not a big fan of, of some of the types of country music. I tend to like some. There are others I don't like. For me, that would be a good thing to do. So find the music you normally wouldn't listen to and give it a chance. You might actually find out there's some qualities about it that you couldn't imagine. Or it could be that you still don't like it. That's fine. The whole idea is to force yourself to do something you normally wouldn't do. And the seventh and last tip I have is journaling. Maybe you journal, maybe you don't. If you don't journal, it's just as easy as getting a book that's dedicated to this idea of journaling. Find yourself a pen and write something by hand again in this journal. You should do this on a daily basis or at least on a regular basis. You can journal in the morning, especially if you're going to start something creative. It's a very good way to jumpstart uh, your creative day. And you don't have to go fancy schmancy there either. What you need to do is actually take and empty your brain. Because there's something like between 1,500 to 2,000 thoughts that are roaming around your brain every minute. Uh, some of these you are conscious about more than others, but they are sort of playing there in the background. So you could start by writing down like things that normally would then take your focus, such as, oh, I have to remember to buy this and this in the shop today. <clears throat> or excuse me, it's somebody's birthday next week. I have to remember that. 
uh, or I, I need to buy myself a new pair of sneakers or whatever it is that's um, clouding your thoughts. Write them down, empty them down. And what you should do, which will stimulate your brain even more, is get a whole bunch of colorful pens or crayons and doodle in the margins, circle certain things, underline certain things in color. Change the colors of what you're doing. Now, if you're a perfectionist, do not create a color-coded system. You should then do something that you normally wouldn't, which would be change the color of the pen in the middle of the sentence. So if you're writing with black, change it to red. Write different paragraphs in different colors. Alternate between what color you would use to underline or circle something or pay attention to that doodling in the margin. Just go ahead and put a lot of smileys or something or other nice borders, but use different color pens in a way that doesn't feel naturally for you. Now, if you're the type that's a little bit more spontaneous, this might come natural to you. So you should actually make a color-coded system that you stick by for a number of days. So you might want to use the same color every time you write something and then a different color consistently when you underline something and a third color when you constantly circle something. So it's consistent. And keep this pattern for three to five days and then create another color code. So switch between the color codes so you don't get stuck into something too. So those are my seven tips to stimulating your brain to become more creative. Number one, drink water, preferably as you wake up and as much as you can during the day. Two, break automatic habits. Three, use odd combinations. Four, read. Five, a computer-free either day or evening. Six, watch or listen to genres you normally wouldn't. And seven is to journal with different colors. Okay, try these out. You don't have to do them all in one day. And over time, I promise you, you will stimulate your brain and you will become more creative. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.